0: The huddle this evening is Nick Leggett transporting New and Simon Wilson, the Herald senior writer. Hi, you too? Hi. I'm not worried, Nick, are you that there is no debate about this? I'm not worried at all. I am okay. sad, though, that Matt Roberts, a Rob you know formerly proud sort of principled politician, uh, has descended into this sort of rogues gallery on RT, which is really, you know, it's, it's fringe ideologies of the crazy left and the crazy right. And, you know, he's basically a vessel of propaganda for a, a country that's slaughtering, you know, civilians every day uh, in Ukraine. And so I, I just cannot believe that, uh, you know, a so-called pacifist is so captured by uh, that situation. And and, and furthermore, um, you know, to endorse a worldview that, that calls the Ukrainian president, who is Jewish, a fascist, is appalling. And yeah. I think that this is, it's beyond the pale, frankly. Uh, I kind of tend to agree with Nick. What do you say, Simon?
1: I absolutely agree. I, I'm just appalled listening to this. Matt Robinson, who was an Alliance um, uh, minister in, in Helen Clark's first government, as you said, I cannot understand the relativ- relativism that he is now applying. Everything he says goes against the principles that I thought he stood for. You know, he talks... About he equates RT, the Russian um, propaganda media outlet, and other Russian media with the New Zealand media. I don't know if you picked that yes. up. New yes. Zealand media, <laughs> vigorously full of debate, as you know, as, as as and you're a good example of it. It's just outrageous to say that that we have the same thing going on. It's outrageous for him to say there is no independent evidence of the atrocities. Oh, yes. Independent media. Independent media are bravely on the ground in Ukraine showing us those things on our TV. And right. has he forgotten how, how how much of a tyrant Putin is? Has he forgotten about Alexei Navalny and what happened to him? Uh, it's, just, it's just shocking. It's absolutely shocking. It's pretty weird when
0: you think about it that this kind of stuff is taking hold in this part of the world. But apparently it is. Now, Simon, on the matter of the Chloe Swarbrick uh, documentary that's costing taxpayers $200,000, should we be funding it?
1: Well, I should first declare a conflict of interest here. Um, my wife is an executive producer on this project, so I just want that to be out there now. Is she? She yes, she is. Having said that, um, $200,000 is not a lot of money for a, a documentary, uh, as people in the industry will know. Um, that's the first point to make. The second one is that I think the really extraordinary thing here is that we don't have more programs like this. We don't commission more programs. Uh, documentaries that tell us about how power works and how government works and how Parliament works I would love to see a documentary about Nicole McKee for example who is the uh, act member who was in the um, you know the gun lobby um, before she went into Parliament um, I think there are a number of MPs who would make fascinating subjects and I think we're at the heart of it. I imagine that if filmmakers put up projects like that to New Zealand on air, they would be looked on extremely favourably. And I think the distressing thing about all this is Chris Finlayson, who used to be a Minister of the Arts, saying that New Zealand on air is intrinsically left-wing, just pushing their own political views. He must know that that's nonsense.
0: What do you... I mean, obviously, Nick, Simon could hardly criticise it unless he wants to get a bollocking at home. What do you think? (laughs) Um I'd to I
1: think it if I thought it was wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I support the principle actually that Simon has stated that we should be making more documentaries. Um I'm heather it will You'll be very surprised to hear that I enjoy going back over YouTube and looking at politics, you know, in news, political videos in New Zealand. Yeah, the and old the, ones. You know, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Mm. And I mean, in fact, I saw one Barry Soper covering the 1981 general election the other oh, day. Oh, is that the one where yeah. he's running in his really short bike shorts? That's the one. That's oh, yeah. The one. yeah. Now, so these, yeah, do, ha- these actually have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to divert the conversation. Um, the, the point is that these have. Uh, and historical relevance and I believe we should be preserving that and I think Chloe Swarbrick is a person that, of note that that we should be, uh, you know, looking at her life both for the current uh, interest and also you know for historical context. You know, down the line, what I do have a bit of an issue with is the funding of a serving politician with public money, and the fact that there could be seen to be an advantage for her in terms of promotion with public money. You know, you saw the there was the Labour candidate, in, um, I think, in uh, South Auckland last year that was promoted on the housing uh, kind order um, uh, promotion that's a, and I,
1: yeah. that, that's a different issue
0: well no but the principle of public money going towards promoting a politician Simon, I think is a very you know good issue to for us to consider and I think that's the thing that would concern me rather than the fact that it's publicly funded or that it's not a relevant what's content
1: what's an all documentary is going to promote chloe you, you don't know what the documentary makers will find and of course it's not going to be well I happen,
0: four- I happen to agree <laughs> with chris finlayson a little bit on that stuff <laughs> which is, what did chris finlayson say well he said that there's a there's a, a left-wing bias in terms of what they've done
1: I well, mean, so, simon like, isn't like that simon, a, simon that...
0: tries to make himself look balanced by talking about and mckee from act well where are the documentary makers looking to cover her life and her experience in politics. Yeah, so I'm um, sorry, I actually so think that Nick kinda nailed it there, right? The problem is NZ on no, air no. It, well but but isn't that exactly what we expect from them? We we expect them to have a left wing bias and then they go and they kind of reinforce it and that's problematic?
1: I don't I don't agree with that. As I said before, I if filmmakers turned up to New Zealand on air with a with a proposal to make uh documentaries about right-wing politicians, I think they would be absolutely thrilled because it doesn't happen very often. Um, and if there's a bias, it might be among the filmmakers, but I don't think that means there's a bias at New Zealand on air itself. They're a statutory body with a duty to, to uh, fund across a range of things. And I, and I imagine they work hard to make sure they're doing that.
0: Guys, it's been good to talk to you. Thank you for that. Nick Legger, Transporting New Zealand, Simon Wilson, the Herald senior writer.